0: Thank you. Okay. So, Jesus was a master at, at storytelling. And yet, <clears throat> in the, John 16, he told us that he says, he says the Holy, when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to remind you of all these things I said. In the moment, the disciples probably had no clue what Jesus was talking about but in this particular uh, passage he's saying i'm going to die just as the son of man or just as jonah was 3 days and 3 nights in the belly of the sea monster so will the son of man be 3 days and 3 nights in the heart of the earth turn to matthew 16 now just over a few pages matthew 16 21 this is the first time Jesus is hitting it head on he says from that time Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and raised on the third day Turn over a page 17, Matthew 17, 22. And he says, And while they were gathering together in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him, and he will be raised on the third day. And they were deeply grieved. And then... The lesson today, let's go to chapter 20 and look at verse 17 and 18 and 19 and we'll say something about that. Chapter 20, verse 17. As Jesus was about to go to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside by themselves and on the way he said to them, Behold, we are going to Jerusalem and the Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and scribes. They will condemn him to death and they will hand him over to the Gentiles to mock and scourge and crucify him and on the third day he will be raised up. So Jesus had been teaching them and leading them and telling them. He said, folks, I'm headed to the cross. Now, this beginning in Jerusalem, uh, this is Jesus' last trip. This is his last trip to Jerusalem. We're quickly going into the Holy Week. The rest of the chapter or well beginning in chapter 21 and we'll get there in just a minute from 21 through the end of the chapter is all one week so we got 21 22 23 24 25 26 27 28 that many chapters but it's all happens in a week it's it's packed full of what's going on um now we can we can give you some roughly dates of <laughs> uh, when monday is and tuesday is but we've talked about the synoptic gospels when we have matthew uh, mark and luke and when you look at the holy week you need to look at all three gospels to kind of fill in the places because one gospel doesn't give it all to you, but we're in Matthew, and we'll stick with Matthew, <clears throat> and we'll mention what's said there. But there, you need to look at all three gospels if you're going to do a timeline and, and, and make it work. So Jesus took his disciples aside, you know, uh, you know we're going to have a family meeting. Or whatever you know he said fellas you need to listen to me he said I'm headed to the cross he said I'm going to be scourged and I'm going to be mocked I'm going to be killed but the third day I'm going to rise and he had told them this three times before and he says it again in chapter 26 before he gets to the cross he tells them again I'm going to be suffered, and so forth and so on. And all that happens in this last week. Right on the heels of that, we have a kind of a bizarre story, but it's, it's human nature. Let's look at verse 20. <clears throat> he said, I'm going to Jerusalem. We'll be delivered to the chief priest, I'll be condemned to death. I'm going to be crucified, and I'm going to be raised on the third day. Verse 20 says, then. So we think that there's no, no real break between, you know, there's not a day or two in here. It's pretty quick, you know, after this was said, and, and then, then. The mother of the sons of Zebedee came to Jesus with her sons, bowing down and making a wish. He said to her, What do you wish? He said to him, Command that your kingdom, that these two sons of mine, may sit one on the right and one on your left. Well, look back on chapter 19, verse 28. We don't know, but some of the scholars have, have thought that this, he says in 1928, truly I say to you that you have fallen me in, in regeneration when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne. You shall sit on the twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And we talked about that last week. I think the to me, the irony of the whole thing is Jesus took his disciples aside and he says, I've got something important to say. And he told them. Scripture doesn't say that they said a mumbling word. <laughs> Have you ever been told something Just rent It just didn't didn't stay with you. Didn't uh, didn't dawn. You know, you've had something else on your mind. I've confessed to you before that in our former church in Greenville. You know, uh, Ralph Carter would be preaching, and and uh, and I had to confess this many many times. Uh, I would be worried about what I was going to do. The next day, you know, what job I had or what problem I was working through at the time. I didn't hear a thing Ralph Carter said that, sermon, that Sunday, you know. And we do we do this in our own family. I told Velt a long, long time ago, I says, before you say something to me, be sure I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to come back and I said, and and it'll be a few seconds later she has said something and i'm either watching the box or doing something else and i said what'd you say <laughs> and it's and it's kind of like here jesus had something very important to tell them and yet they weren't they weren't they weren't in tune with him but instead <clears throat> these brothers said you know, uh, Mama, you go ask them if I can be on the right and on the left. I don't know that that was said, but <clears throat> they all went together, and I'm sure they had their stories straight on when they went to Jesus. And it says, when you come into your kingdom, can one sit on the right and one sit on the left? And let's look at what Jesus said. Verse 22. But Jesus answered, you did not, not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink from the cup that I, I'm about to drink? You know, are you, I'm fixing to go to the cross. Are you willing to do that? <clears throat> and they said to him, We are able. And that happened. In Acts chapter 12, we talked about this when we were in Acts. But the first disciple to be killed was James. John's beloved, John the Beloved, his brother James, was the first one to be killed. He was killed uh, right after John the Baptist was killed. He was killed by Herod. So Jesus you know, said, yes, you're going to drink from the cup that I'm going to drink of. And we know that the rest of the disciples, some of them died a a terrific death. John himself, John the Beloved here, uh, he was an old man when he died after the Lord gave him the revelation. But Jesus went on on to say in in verse 23, uh, My cup you shall drink. But to sit on my right and on my left This is not mine to give But it is for those Whom it has been pre- preparing for my father That's all Jesus said I can't grant your wish He says but you will go the same way that I'm going And then we had a problem What's the next, next thing he said? Verse 24. And hearing this, the ten became indignant with the two brothers. I, I can see that. Can't you? <laughs> Can't you see that? Verse 25. But Jesus called them to himself. He knew what was going on. And he needed to stop it. He called them to himself. And he did some really good teaching here. He called him to himself. And he says, the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. And their great men exercise authority over them. This is not the way among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. Jesus told him, the world, the Gentiles, the other people out there, they lord it over people. But you're not to do that. You're to be a servant. And he says it several times, as we we'll, are, are going to see. But you will be a servant. Verse 27 And whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Verse 28 is a verse packed. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and listen to the rest of it, and give his life a ransom for many. This is the first time that Jesus has kind of said, I'm dying for the whole world. I'm dying for everybody. Not, not just you Jews, but that's who Matthew wrote to. But he says, I'm going to give my life a ransom for many. And as we said, you know, later on probably they came back and it says, Oh, that's what he meant. That's what he meant. That's what he meant. When we ask the Holy Spirit to give us enlightenment on things If we ask in the right spirit He'll tell us And He'll show us And He'll give us discernment About whatever we are facing at that point in time But it's amazing You know, it's amazing to me How human nature hadn't changed I'm going to tell you really something really important And you need to listen to me And then they run off the track. You know, I want to sit on your left or your right when you come into your kingdom. Jesus said, you need to be a servant. Just like I came to serve, you need to be a servant. And I've come that I may give my life a ransom for many. As we've said before, Salvation, the only way we get saved is taking Jesus' righteousness because we don't have any. Jesus' righteousness, he paid it all on the cross. And that's how we get to heaven. Nothing we do, nothing we could have done, nothing gets us into heaven except by faith in the shed blood of Jesus that's where we are he finishes out the chapter with with a story and this was probably Thursday or Friday uh, of the week leading up to the Holy Week um, in verse 29 and as they were leaving Jericho so he said he was going to Jerusalem and so now they have been to Jerusalem, and but now they're they're leaving Jericho. A large crowd followed him, and two blind men sitting by the road, hearing Jesus was passing by, cried out, "Lord, have mercy on us, Son of David!" The crowd sternly told them to be quiet. But they cried out all the more, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Lord, Son of David. That's translated Messiah. Messiah, have mercy on us. They knew him They had never seen him. They heard about him. They were blind. They had never seen him. They didn't know what was going on except what they heard, what people told them. But they knew in their heart that this was no ordinary man, and they called him by his real name, Messiah. Messiah. Verse 32. And Jesus stopped and called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Lord, we want our eyes to be opened. Moved with compassion. And we see this all through Matthew as he moved in, he saw people in need, he was moved in compassion. When he fed the 5,000 and the 4,000, he was moved with compassion Verse 34 He was moved with compassion. Jesus touched their eyes, and immediately they regained their sight and followed him. When they had approached Jerusalem, they had come to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said to two disciples, saying, go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a, a donkey tied there and a colt. Bring her, the colt and her, untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them. And immediately they, they, he sent them. Verse 4. This took place... To fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. If you'll hold a finger there. And flip back a few pages to Zechariah. It's not far. uh, Back to the left. Uh, It's one book before you get to Malachi. Uh, Zechariah. In chapter 9, verse 9, you with me? Okay, Zechariah 9, 9, rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, shout and triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, he is just and endowed with salvation humbled and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt and the foal of a donkey. Zechariah prophesied 500 years before this happened and said, your king is coming to you. Matthew said, back to Matthew now, 21 verse 4, This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet and we've just read it. Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, the king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on the donkey even a colt and the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did just as Jesus had instructed him. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their coats on them and he sat On their coats. (laughs) When I was studying, I I don't know why these scholars want to run some stupid rats or rabbits or something, you know, sometime to me. It doesn't matter to me. He brought a donkey and a coat. But they said, well, he couldn't ride both of them. But they said that he rode the coat. Well, the mama was there. (laughs) The donkey was there. She was with the colt. I don't have any problem just believing Scripture, you know, and brought the donkey and the colt and laid their coats on them, and he sat on the coats. Most of the crowd spread out their coats in the road, and others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them on the roads, and the crowds going ahead of him, those who followed, were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. That's a quote from Psalms 118.26. What, what, has, what has Matthew described here? What do we call it? Palm Sunday we, we, we say this is Palm Sunday when he's coming to Jerusalem for the last time he's headed to the cross he's coming the last time and he's coming as a king as prophesied by Zechariah 500 years before as he said in here verse 28 verse 20, chapter 20 he's coming to give his life a ransom for many. Verse 10. When he entered Jerusalem. All the city was stirred. Saying who is this? And the crowds were saying. This is the prophet Jesus. From Nazareth. In Galilee. Okay. We don't. We don't have. That's all we hear about Sunday in Matthew. And Saturday is the Sabbath. So nothing is said about the Sabbath. But we pick up here with Monday. And and Mark fills in the blanks of what happens here, but he went to the temple. As Jesus entered the temple... He drove out all those who were buying and selling in the temple and overturning the tables of the money changers and the seat of those who were selling doves. Sometimes convenience gets gets in our way and we do some things that are not really there. God said that His the temple would be a house of prayer. Well, These innovative Pharisees said, you can't come to the temple without a sacrifice. Well, some of them had come a long way, and they had different currency, and they wanted to buy a dove or a pigeon or a young uh, lamb to sacrifice. So there was transactions being made we had a table here where they would change your money from whatever you needed into what was currently used in Jerusalem so we could go to the next booth and buy a turtle dove so we could take it to the priest and offer as a sacrifice. Convenient. But that's not what God intended the temple to be. That's not where he wanted the temple to go. And we, we do the same thing. We, we water down stuff and make it easy for us and so forth. And as we, we'll see time and time again when we go to Samuel, he says, Bill, just obey me. Just simply obey me and we'll be Okay. That's all we wanted our children to do, and that's all God wants us to do as our heavenly daddy. Just obey. (laughs) Pastor Bobby has been going through uh, the Old Testament, and we have this this cycle that he's brought up time and time again from the judges own, and they... Would not obey, they'd get in trouble, they'd come back to the Lord. He said, Just just stay with me, just stay with me. That's all he wants. So we pick up here in verse thirteen of chapter twenty one. And he said to them, It is written, My father's house shall be called a house of prayer, but you're making it a robber's den. That's all he said. Now, he did overturn the tables where the money changers were seating and where they were selling doves. He says, "This says, this is daddy's house and you need to act like it. Two verses. That's all he said about that. And then the blind and lame came to him in the temple. He healed them. But when the chief priest and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he had done, and the children who were shouting in the temple, Hosanna to the king of David, they became indignant. And said to him, Do you hear these children what these children are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes, have you ever read out of the mouths of inf- infants and nursing babies you have prepared praise for yourself? And he left them and went out of the city to Bethany and spent the night there. Uh... <laughs> you You all know be careful what little ears hear you'll hear it too you know be careful and yet this bunch of uh, Pharisees here uh, they admitted verse 15 saw the wonderful things that he had done And yet they were indignant. They were indignant because Jesus was doing what Jesus did. Can you put yourself back in those days? Can you put put yourself back there and, and wonder, you know, which crowd would I be in? would I be following what the people told us? Or would I see the need to be obedient to what the Master said? I mean, just look around you. <laughs> uh, I better not go there but anyway we just we just we got to keep our priorities straight and the Lord's going to take care of us we just got to keep it straight okay one more little story and we'll, we'll. now in the morning he went to Bethany now, who lived in Bethany? Mary, Martha, Lazarus, and there was uh, another <laughs> a guy there. But Bethany, if Jesus had a hometown, it would be Bethany. He had no home, but he, he stayed with Mary and Martha and Lazarus more than anywhere else, is what we understand. So he went to Bethany in the morning. He was returning to the city. It was about 12 miles. So he, every morning they'd get up and go back to the city. And he was returning to the city, and he became hungry, according to verse 19, seeing a lone fig tree by the road. He came to it and found nothing except leaves only. And he said to it, no longer shall there ever be any fruit on you. And at once the fig tree withered. Pastor Bobby talked about the withering of the fig tree on Wednesday night several months ago. Most scholars say, this is Israel, that, that a fig tree When it has leaves, it should have fruit. They come the same time. But this fig tree just had leaves and had no fruit. What have we just got through reading about the scribes and Pharisees? They were indignant at what Jesus was doing, although he was doing some wonderful things. Israel didn't have any fruit. And he said, in essence, you know, you're dying on the vine. And we know that that happened. John 1 says, he came into his own, but his own received him not. But as many as did, he gave them the power of God. So this Israel, again, Jesus talked in a parable in they probably didn't understand it at the time, but when they came back, it says, oh, this is what he was talking about. Verse 20. Seeing this, the disciples were amazed and asked, how did the fig tree wither all at once? Jesus didn't answer the question. He said, truly I say unto you, if you have faith And don't doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. And all these things you ask in prayer believing, you will receive. Pray and not doubt. Well, we'll stop there. Uh, for today and I'll pick it up next week and uh, we'll go on this is holy week and we're steadily marching to the cross but there's a lot in these next uh, six chapters that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about as, as we uh, go in to the rest of Matthew any questions? Any comments, buddy, I thought you had a comment, but you were just scratching your head. All right. Well, I thank y'all for being faithful. I thank you for being here and I thank you folks for, for cleaning up our tables for the next crew that are come in here, so uh, we'll do that. Let's pray.